Welcome to the Pokes Cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming beat writer for the Casper Star Tribune. You can follow all of my coverage of the Pokes at trib.com. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. I have the original legends of Laradice back reunited. It feels so good. Rob Jarosh, John Mortimer. Mort, you were not suspended. You were not banned. You were not in the doghouse. We haven't been on in a long time, and we need your fire. My feelings were getting hurt, Ryan. I got to be honest with you. And I do think I add a little bit of fire to your podcast, so it's great to be back. Appreciate it. Well, I haven't seen you in a long time. I know you were a frequent visitor of the war, 7-0 and at the war with Mort in attendance, but uh, not down for hoops, and we'll get into that later. Maybe you can fix the men's basketball program, but... Uh, Rob, the, the reason I wanted to have you guys on, I mean, uh, spring football is going to start really soon, but on Thursday, the Mountain West released the dates and the full schedules for all of the teams and also the Washington State and Oregon State schedules since they're playing mostly a Mountain West schedule. So I figured we would go over the schedule. We don't have to play win-loss, win-loss, although certainly we can do that if you guys want. Uh, we knew the non-conference teams, obviously, but now we know the order of the conference schedule. I'll start with you, Jarosh. Uh, Let's start, you know, and go chronological here. Uh, August 31st, Wyoming is playing Arizona State on the surface of the sun. The uh, Sun Devils were bad last year, but they've hit the portal really hard. Uh, they have a young coach who used to be Oregon's OC. I think he's going to get it going there eventually, but this is a, a big opportunity for Wyoming. And, you know, as we've mentioned, we like Evans Favota, or at least the look of Evans Favota, the hope of Evans Favota. He's from Phoenix. Uh, your thoughts on opening up against Arizona State in what is now Big 12 country? Ryan, uh, I haven't had a chance to study the schedule too much, uh, just 11 or 12 hours uh, so far. Um, studying it in excruciating detail. And I love opening in Evans Boboda's backyard. This is like his dream scenario to be able to have his families and friends and high school teammates and everyone else um, to see him play that, that first game. And Hey, you know, if we're going to play a road game against a, a, a power five team, uh, I like our chances against a team like Arizona state um a program that's been struggling for a while they're not going to know much if anything about Svoboda um and uh I see it as the first of 14 consecutive wins Mort uh are you going to golf on this trip it's going to be about 130 degrees I I wait until the, the spring or the winter to golf in Phoenix but uh I hope to make this trip it is going to be hot there's plenty of beer to drink so hopefully that helps yeah, if you Tempe on game day is awesome. I've been there covering Oregon. Of course, that's usually getting out of the rain of Eugene and October, November, and going down to mild, awesome weather. This is going to be very strange. I covered a Broncos uh, preseason game in August in the stadium, um, and Clinton Portis went crazy. I still remember it, but it was so bad. I mean, the weather is going to be awful. Um, I would say, I don't know, Rob, do you think a lot of Wyoming fans are going to go to this game because of the weather? Or I know a lot of Wyoming people live in Arizona. Obviously, we've seen the Arizona Bowl do quite well for the Pokes. 
I think there will be a good crowd. Um, you know, especially the younger group. I mean, those of us that have uh, been down to Arizona and Texas for early season games. I mean, I remember being in Texas for a game in, in August and it was the hottest and most miserable football experience of my life. But um, the, the younger generation, I mean, it's not going to hit them as hard as it's going to hit people like us. And so I think there's going to be a huge contingent of sort of that younger generation of fans, the, the sort of 20 to 40 year old group that's going to go down there, especially because it's a winnable game. I mean, people that don't really care all that much or follow other conferences all that much think Arizona state, Oh, they must be big time and they must be good. And, and, um, and they're not, uh, it's not like that this is going to be on the bulletin board at Arizona state. If we talk a little trash about them, but they're a terror. They were a terrible football team last year. And so this is a chance for Wyoming to go uh, win a power five game on the road. I think there'll be a good crowd. Yeah. They lost uh 29 zero at home to Fresno state last year. Rob's got them one to know more. Same. Yeah, I like him to win this game. Same reasons as Rob. Savota be it at home is going to be big. I think Suavell in his opening game, I just have a good feeling about it. And also, Arizona State, you said the portal, they hit the portal hard, but the portal hit them really hard too. And I don't think actually, you know, our first four games, I don't think any of those teams have their returning quarterback coming back. So uh, I just like the way the schedule shapes up. Or shapes up. And I think Wyoming always, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity for the Cowboys to go into a Big 12 stadium and, and get a win. Uh, so, you know, they'll be up for it. First game jitters are, you know, are always a problem. But if they can, we're still pretty veteran coming back. So I think they can keep their heads about them and, and hopefully play well. All right, Rob, the home opener, September 7th against Idaho. Uh, two reasons this game's interesting. One, the warm the War Memorial Stadium renovation. Uh, they have to get it done before this game somehow. I don't know if you've seen the stadium lately, but the uh, lower deck on the west side is missing. Um, and speaking, Ryan, speaking of openers, the schedule came out yesterday and I went right online and I reserved hotel rooms for every home game. Just an average of $500 a night for a room in Laramie. What? That is bullshit. It is. And also... Uh, no one's reserved the guest bedroom at Casa Thorburn, Mort, if you want to save some bucks. Well, I, the reason, I, if my wife goes, we're in a hotel, but if she decides not to, I'm canceling and I'm staying with you. All right, Rob. Um, Craig Bull struggled against FCS teams at home. Won most of them, lost to North Dakota, but they were always grinders. I would like to see two things. And Idaho was a top 10 FCS team last year, but I'd like to see Savell and the guys dominate on defense. Uh, for Svoboda to impose his will physically also. And I'm just also interested to see, you know, a big crowd. You know, we saw them all last year, but in this new stadium, I know, Rob, that you bought uh, new tickets on the West side, you know, through that lottery system or however you did it. What was that experience like? And what's it going to be like to, you know, have a seat back for this game? Well, it's a big weekend because uh, Thursday night, uh, University of Jamestown visits Shadron in Nebraska, and then uh, and then the folks are at home, uh, so I get to go to both games, which is kind of unusual for me. Um, we're, all going to both, we're all going to both games. That's right. We're all going to both games. Uh, More does a Hall of Fame linebacker from Shadron State. <laughs> right. Go Eags. Uh I was lucky enough or fortunate enough to have a, a high priority number through Cowboy Joe, so the 
experience was pretty fun for me because I got uh, exactly the kinds of seats that I wanted to and actually got seats with Brian Hurst and his family. So we've got uh, I've got like eight or 10 seats together. That'll be really nice to be in those comfortable seats with some place to hold my beer and with armrests. But but more importantly, um, to be able to get up and down off those cushy seats as many times as we will, because that I expect the pokes to roll in that game. I know Idaho's a good FCS team. I know they beat Montana State last year and they made it to the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. But this this Wyoming team, if Svoboda is what we think he is, we didn't lose anyone in the portal. We barely graduated anyone. Um, we, we're going to be such a veteran team. And the, the, the crowd is going to be so pumped up for that opener in, in that newly remodeled stadium. So I can't wait for that game. That's going to be and – I, and I didn't think I was going to be able to go until the Shadron State schedule came out and I saw that Jamestown played Thursday night. So, yeah, Saturday, uh, home opener, that's going to be awesome. All right, so just to recap, August 31st, Arizona State on the road, September 7th, Idaho at home. And then a little squad from Provo, Utah called Brigham Young University, September 14th, War Memorial Stadium. I never thought that this would happen again, but BYU now in the Big 12, coming back to play their old friends from Laramie. Mort, uh, this one's probably circled for you. I fully expect to be thrown in jail that <laughs> night. Uh, no team I'd rather beat more, or not me, or the, have the folks beat more than BYU. A little family history. My uncle actually played linebacker at BYU. He's not my favorite uncle. <laughs> so uh, getting away with the W in Laramie against BYU uh, with all the fun chanting that's going to be going down that uh, it's been a decade since anyone's been able to do that in the stadium. Uh, I see us. I mean, there's no way I'm going to pick us to lose this game. It's going to be electric. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I haven't really researched it closely. I should know my BYU history, but I haven't um, been brushing up on it lately. But if I'm not mistaken, I think Wyoming's last home win over BYU was probably Joe Glenn's first season. Uh, this is Jay Savell's season. Certainly he Jay Savell doesn't have a rebuild like Joe Glenn had and, and BYU is not a conference game, but Rob, that would be huge for Jay Savell. I think he would make a lot of friends and be surprised at how many Pokes fans would be patting him on the back if he beats BYU. Well, and BYU is at least based on last year, they're down. I mean, yeah. that's, that's been a consistently strong program for a while. They're not used to not going to bowl games. And I think they lost their last five games of the year. They finished five and seven. So there's some turmoil there and some unknown there. It's a perfect, I mean, what a perfect way for BYU to come into town because the fans, obviously, they're not going to care if they were one and 10 last year or 11 and 0 last year. They just want to beat BYU. So yeah, you're right. Jay Savell, uh, you know, puts himself on the short list of great coaches three games into his career if he can beat BYU. BYU also lost their top two quarterbacks to the portal and I think are wide receivers. So they've got to reload. There's a lot of questions with them. I mean, a lot of questions with them regardless. Yeah. And they, uh, they have eight days to prepare, but they play at SMU the week before, which is going to be a hard game for them as well. Wyoming plays Idaho, which, you know, hopefully they can play a lot of players in that game. We'll see. So I like the timing of that scheduling, uh, September, let's see, September 21st, Wyoming at North Texas, 
the mean green, uh, Denton, Texas. They've never played North Texas. Wyoming hasn't. I like this for two reasons. One, it's a very winnable non-conference road game. North Texas struggled last year and they lost everybody to the portal uh, this offseason. Number two, Wyoming has done a great job uh, recruiting Texas. Oscar Giles was a big part of that. He's gone now, but you know, I think their staff learned a lot from Oscar and they're going to be uh, continuing that trend. So, uh, and there's a lot of Wyoming fans in Texas. So um, interesting game, uh, probably wouldn't circle it on my road trip game. If I was a fan, I could only go to one or two, but uh, definitely an interesting game. And uh, Dallas is fun. I wish um, I wish we had our bye week before that game. And I know that sounds strange because our bye re- weeks come at a pretty good time before CSU and before San Diego State. But if we beat BYU, I'm a little bit worried about a letdown. I think our team's good enough to be able to overcome that. But I, I do get a little bit concerned about a sluggish start um, down in Texas the week after uh, that BYU game. But we're, we're a better team. We're a better team and we should win the game. Yeah, it's definitely a trap game as we move through this because the next week, September 28th, Wyoming opens Mountain West play against Air Force, War Memorial Stadium. Uh, you know, the last last year especially, but seemingly every year this game is super close and it determines whether Wyoming's going to truly contend or not contend. Last year, they should have won it. They had chance after chance late, didn't do it. And really, when you look at the overall season, you know, they needed that win for the momentum and just to, you know, stay in the race longer. And, uh, you know, maybe they'd have the confidence to be UNLV on the road as well. And who knows? But, uh, you know, this game, always tricky. Uh, Craig Bull did a good job of, you know, preparing for Air Force a little bit in the spring, a little bit during fall camp. Jay Savell's obviously been the DC for four years going against the spread going to get, or the option going against Troy Calhoun. I'm interested to see if he has that same emphasis because, you know, Craig Bull did a good job against Air Force overall. I hate this game. <laughs> I hate Air Force. I just don't like this game. And I don't know why we always get them scheduled as the opener of one of the first couple conference games every year. Air Force is no no doubt about it. They play the best at the beginning of the season, and then they fade, and we never get them at the end of the season. So uh, at home, I like it, um, but we're gonna have to play well, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to possess the ball. I mean, it's the same story every year. So uh, definitely winnable. And I don't know what did, who did the Air Force lose last year? Do you do you have any idea, Ryan? Well, they, I believe Hazik Daniels is out of eligibility. Uh, Brad Roberts is out, out of eligibility. So uh, they just seem to reload, though. They just seem they to can reload. Cheat. They can cheat with a prep school. Roy <laughs> Calhoun is a witch. And he <laughs> yeah. will have an awesome team next year. And they'll be 6-0 and or 7-0, and and then they'll fade in November. Yep. The unfortunate thing about us, I mean, everyone's going to have an, a, a bye week at some point in time before they play us, but Air Force has that bye week before they play us in that game. So that's a little tricky because they're going to have, they've got Baylor, I think, on the road the week before, and then they're going to have two weeks to prepare for Wyoming. So that makes it a, a little tougher even, but we're going we're, we're gonna to win that one. I think they had a bye week last year before they played us. They did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It makes a so, huge course. difference. 
So uh, one thing about it, uh, they haven't won in Laramie in over a decade. They didn't show up in 2020 for that game, but th they haven't won in Laramie in a long time. It seems to be that the home team has, you know, just that extra oomph to win by three points at home. So that'll be a big one. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't have times on these or TV networks yet. I'm predicting that's 5 p.m. CBS Sports Network, just like it is almost every year. So huge. But Wyoming does have a bye the next week, October 5th, and then they host San Diego State. San Diego State has not visited the war since the Mountain West Championship game in 2016. New head coach, uh, same old Mountain West. Um, I, I guess they're not going to be in the Pac-12. Is that right? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so uh, San Diego State, you know, I love that that's in Laramie. I want to see their new stadium, obviously, but you know, I think getting their first year head coach in Laramie, uh, he'll have a really good offense at some point, and I'm sure they have some good defensive players coming back, but this has to be a win coming off a bye. And Ryan, it's right in the sweet spot of our schedule that I like so much with the essentially a new starting quarterback. We have one road game um, in October. Uh, we uh, have, have a bunch of obviously very winnable home games um, and we don't even have any back-to-back -back road games for the entire year. And so I think this sets up perfectly after, I mean, we play Air Force at home and then we have an off week and then we play San Diego State at home. I, I've got it as a win. I hate, uh, traditionally Wyoming recently has not been playing well after bye weeks. Uh, most of those games have been coming on the road. So getting this one at home might make a difference. That concerns me a little bit, but yeah, I like the W here. So speaking of the road situation, Wyoming, you know, with the addition of Washington State and Oregon State, the scheduling alliance between uh, the Mountain West and the Pac-2, obviously every Mountain West team has to play one of those, and we'll get into Washington State's game against Wyoming later, but that means everyone's playing seven conference games, seven conference games, and Wyoming gets four of those at home, three on the road. So they're one of the teams that actually benefits from that. And that brings us to their first Mountain West road game, October 19th at San Jose state. Uh, if Brent Brennan were there, I would have this as a very, very difficult game. He has moved on to Arizona. Uh, Ken, um, gosh, Ken in, I forget his last name. Um, longtime Navy coach has taken over at, San Jose State, everybody went in the portal. He's rebuilding and says he's not going to run the triple option. So he's going to be coaching a new system after running the triple option at Navy for almost two decades. Uh, this has to be a win, guys. There's going to be more Wyoming fans than San Jose State fans at this game, potentially. You know, uh, things are a little different these days with the transfer portal, but that's the only road game that we have against uh, a, a team that finished at the, in the top half of the Mountain West Conference. Um, and just like you said, it sets up perfectly because they're not bringing up, they're not bringing back a bunch of people. They're bringing in a whole new coaching staff, a whole new scheme. And so I we Mort and I were talking about this before we went on the air. I love the, the, this schedule just worked out. could not have worked out better for us. It's such a great schedule. And for, for our first big in-conference road test to be against a San Jose State team 
that's coming off of a great year, but probably going to be kind of rebuilding or at least reloading. I like our chances. Yeah, and his name is uh, Ken Niamatolo. Uh, he did a great job at Navy. It just kind of tailed off, got stale, and uh, Troy Calhoun got the poor guy fired. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so at San Jose State, winnable road game. Then they return home October 26th, Wyoming versus Utah State at the war. Bridger rifle on the line. These two teams did not meet last year. You know, Utah State, you just don't know. Uh, a couple of years ago, they won the league with a bunch of transfers. Last year, they were very underwhelming with a bunch of transfers. Uh, the trade is over. Andrew Peasley and Levi Williams have moved on. So, uh, you know, I think uh, Wyoming's, you know, probably, I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a very good test, but, uh, you know, Wyoming, Craig Bull at least seemed to have Utah State's number of late. We'll see if if Jay Savell can carry that on. Yeah, we're getting part of the season where injuries are going to matter and our depth is going to is going to matter. So, uh, assuming that we can stay healthy for this game, I'll be honest, I don't know much about Utah State. We didn't see them last year, but we're good at home, so uh, I got to give the edge to us. And by this time, Ryan, I mean, we're seven and zero. we're in the top 25. <laughs> People are talking about us as a, a playoff contender. So it's going to be a big game. And those guys, I mean, these two teams do not like each other at all. There's been some really dirty play over the years between these two teams. So um, I, it'll be a big game for them facing a, a you know, a, a top 25 team, but, but they'll walk out with the L. Yeah. I don't know if Blake Anderson's going to be on the hot seat, but this is a big year for him. I mean, Last year, they were very disappointing, and uh, I think they lost to Georgia State or somebody in the uh, Potato Bowl. I mean, they did not have a good season. Uh, it's a basketball school right now, and he needs to get some momentum back. Um, I, I like Wyoming to beat Utah State and and start collecting the – keeping the trophies in-house. Uh, November 2nd. Um, I should say November is interesting because Wyoming is going to have three road games, one home game, and uh, the November slate starts November 2nd at New Mexico. Bronco Mendenhall is the head coach of New Mexico. 6-0 and against Wyoming at BYU. Those games were not close. The aforementioned Joe Glenn did a great job in some big non-conference games, but he could not beat Utah, BYU, TCU, but poor Bronco. I mean, this is not BYU. The Lobos have a major rebuild. They haven't been good in a long time. The last time I went to Albuquerque two years ago, there was about eight people at the game. Uh, I think Brondo, Bronco might get them a little more excitement, but uh, speaking of basketball schools, that's a basketball school. Wyoming has to find a way to win this game. Ryan, did they lose that their uh, stud running back? Did he graduate, that um, Krosky Merritt kid? I believe he either graduated or portaled. Yeah. I mean, that makes a big difference. That We've struggled with New Mexico off and on over the years, especially on the road, and lost some games we shouldn't have lost. But um, I keep going back to the continuity factor and that um, I, I haven't sat down and done a comparison, but 
we just we just were not in any significant way affected by the transfer portal or by graduation. And that's taken nothing away from the guys that graduated that we got two guys at the NFL combine, but they also both had very, very capable backups waiting in the wings. And so New Mex- the uncertainty about New Mexico is is I think uh, the big difference there, but I don't I don't like playing them on the road. Yeah, and Mort, uh, if Wyoming's eight and0, as Jarosh guarantees here, this is a tricky spot. I mean, I remember the 93 team that shared the whack. I believe they blew winning it outright with a loss at New Mexico. I believe the uh, the 2016 team that played uh, for the Mountain West Championship got the doors blown off them the week before at New Mexico. Uh, this is not a great landing spot for Wyoming teams that want to win the conference. Oh, I just got off the phone with some Virginia fans and they just laughed. <laughs> Mendenhall at home. So I don't know. I mean, there's no there's no uh, rose on that bud anymore. So I think Bronco's got a lot to prove as well. And I don't know if New Mexico is the place where he's going to be able to do it. So. All right. November 9th, Wyoming gets another open date. Uh, could be good timing because November 16th, at Colorado State, border war, uh, Wyoming again, Craig Bull, you can say what you want about him not winning the Mountain West. He owned the border war. Uh, Wyoming will be uh, taking the boot down there. He, Jay Norvell is on the hot seat, by the way. Uh, this will be his third season. They've just fired their athletics director. Be, the president even said it's because of poor football hires. <laughs> kind of throwing some shade at Norvell there and obviously Adazio, but uh, big game for Jay Norvell. He also has CU coming to Fort Collins this year. Um, I, I view this as a toss up actually at this stage of the year, not diving deep into CSU's roster. Well, they can't be Wyoming. I mean, they just, they're not capable of it. They, they, when was the last strike the COVID year? Um, you know, when was the last time that they, that they beat the Pokes? When, when was it? 16 or 15? Or when was it, Ryan? Do you know? Well, it's been a minute because, uh, you know, I, mean, I know that Wyoming won the last ever game at uh, Hughes Stadium and the first ever game at Canvas Stadium. So, you, you know, I mean, it's it's been a minute. I should know that off the top of my head. It was before, I think it was before Josh Allen, or at least it would have been – if it wasn't before Josh, it was at the very, very beginning of his career, like the first year that he was a starter. But they're not going to – they suck. They're the CSU Rams. All right, Mort. Rob's got them at 10-0 uh, now, and that would be we're enormous because – We're peaking inside the top 15 at this point. We have got a lot of momentum Border war game, rivalry game. I say, I, I think we beat them by three touchdowns. So at what seed is Wyoming on ESPN's 12-team bracket in their uh, month, their Tuesday night reveal this week at 10-0? Hmm. 12 hmm. seed or higher? No, I think they have us at the 12th seed right now. Okay. Or, or maybe they even have us at 13 or 14 just to, you know – just to light the fire even more. They're okay. talking about how Washington State is looming. Well, before looking ahead to the Cougs, here comes Boise State, November 23rd, 
War Memorial Stadium, ESPN Game Day, uh, the Fox Big Noon Kickoff, Mort, Jarosh, all the celebrities will be there. Who would be the guest picker if Wyoming hosts game day for this? Josh Allen, if he's available. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if they can get there, it'll be Josh. Josh Allen, guest picking. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is huge, guys. 10-0. Boise State, I don't know if they'll be 10-0. They have a really hard schedule as well. But uh, if they are, I mean, wonderful. Uh, interesting because this is – not the season finale, but it is the Mountain West finale. Uh, I think it's going to be big stakes. Um, you know, they have a five-star transfer quarterback from USC that they're really excited about. Obviously, Ashton Genty is is coming back. They usually have pretty good defenses. Wyoming laid an absolute egg last year on the blue turf. Uh, but as we know, Wyoming two years ago almost beat them uh, with Jaden Clemens essentially completing three passes and throwing three interceptions. So I think this is going to be a massive, massive game, and uh, I can't wait for it. I think I have to take the opposite approach that I took last year because I sounded kind of foolish on the podcast when I said this is this is the year that we're going to beat Boise State on the road. We're a better team. They're, they're having a down year. And you you tried to temper me, and I, I can't remember if it was Brad or John or who else was on that podcast, but we were just all in that this was the year the Pokes were going to beat Boise, and that was a complete and total butt-kicking. So um, I'm cautiously optimistic about Boise State because it's at home. Yeah. I mean, we are Boise State. We, we are what – but CSU is to Wyoming what Wyoming is to Boise State. That's what I'm trying to spit out there. We can't seem to beat them. I don't know. I mean, this is this is the part of the schedule. I mean, if we can do what I, we think they can do, uh, this is for all the marbles. I mean, this last game, and I don't know. I can't pick this one. But until the Wyoming shows me they can beat them more than once, then, you know, I've got to probably lean towards Boise. All right. Uh, and finally, November 30th, Wyoming at Washington State. I saw someone on, I think, the Reddit college football Twitter said, as tradition mandates, Washington State ends the season with UW. Of course, it's <laughs> Wyoming now and not Washington. <laughs> uh, the Cougars were left hung out to dry by their Pac-12 brethren as Oregon, Washington, and others leave for the Big Ten. Uh, I've been to Pullman, guys. I've actually went to a game, their only time they've hosted game day, when uh, Mike Leach and uh, uh, Minshew Mania took down the Ducks. And it's a, it's a great place. It's a great atmosphere. They'll be doing shots of fireball in the parking lot. Um, they're not going to be into this game, obviously, like they would be for the UW in Seattle. But, uh, you know, who knows what they're playing for? God knows. I mean, then they're in the pack, too. But Wyoming, it's a big deal because, you know, it's a quote unquote power five team. And if you've already handled business against Arizona State and BYU and the Mountain West as much as you can, there's a 12-team playoff available for the top group of five team. 
Um, I don't know if you guys will be able to make it because it's two days after Thanksgiving, but uh, Pullman's fun. I I really hope Oregon State and Washington State end up joining the league at some point. Ryan, how does that Washington State game, or I guess all those games, uh, impact this idea of, of the top 12 group of five teams? So let's say, I mean, let's say we're right, and Wyoming goes into that Washington State game um, on the precipice of, of the playoff. They're getting ready to play for the Mountain West Conference Championship game the next weekend. Um, what impact might that game have? I mean, is there some strategy there in terms of, uh, resting players that are beat up to prepare for the Mountain West Conference Championship game? Is that a must-win game if you have your eyes on the playoffs? I mean, I know we're way down the road, but how does that factor in, do you know? Well, if you're, you know, 10-1 and 1 or 11-0, and 0, it's the biggest game in program yeah. history because you could win it and potentially get in the playoff. Um, if you're, you know, 8-3 and three and maybe you, you know, uh, have – or either out of the Mountain West championship picture, or um, if you're in the Mountain West championship game, because the conference games will be over at that point, maybe you do treat it as, you know, this isn't everything. We need to make sure Evan's healthy next week for the Mountain West championship. But, you know, it's still, uh, it's still a name team on the road in a hostile environment. Uh, it would be huge if Wyoming's in position for something big to uh, take down Washington state and, and make the point that, yeah, you guys think you're going to eventually join the big 12 or the ACC, whatever, but the mountain West is actually a league that you're going to struggle in too. It's a good league. You make a good point though with Savota. If he gets hurt, we have no idea what's behind him. No, they have some big dudes, some talent, but uh, Svoboda has got to be the dude. Yeah. All right, guys, 12 and 0 playoff. Can't wait. Uh, we're running out of time, so we're not. We'll have to have Mort back on to solve uh, the basketball problem, and and uh, looking forward to that. So everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you had fun. This was a, a fun podcast. Uh, just having fun with the schedule. It's been a dark week with uh, the deaths of the three swimmers. If you want to read my column about that, go to trib.com. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. We'll talk to you later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.